Here we go. Rejecting the screen. Noah Kozlov out here on the East Coast, out West. Adam Stanko, just two plugged in dudes talking hoops and a little bit of life. We do this thing twice a week. On Tuesdays, it's the two of us talking hoops, a little bit of life. You'll get a story that may or may not be related to hoops at the end of the podcast. And then later in the week, we go ISO. So it's a long form, about an hour, hour 15, with all sorts of folks who've touched the NBA in all sorts of ways, from Hall of Fame photographers, Nat Butler, Andrew Bernstein, to Kevin Willis and Richard Jefferson and Sam Mitchell and Earl Watson, stories about Kobe, stories about growing up with no hot water in Mark Jackson former big man, went to Temple, grew up in Philadelphia. So many touching stories and stories that I promise you've never heard before. Like when we spoke with Reggie Theus about his time in Chicago, we asked him about his head coach, Kevin Lockery, and he said, that guy's an asshole. So just subscribe to the podcast, Rejecting the Screen, and then you'll have all these stories to tell your friends about when you're on FaceTime and Zoom over the holidays. We hope. What, that you have friends or that? You tell the, the stories. The people aren't meeting face to face. Well, that's why I just assumed that it's on Zoom and FaceTime. Yeah, that's that's why I said we hope. Coming up, the teams that we've been most impressed with so far in free agency. But first, Adam, there's so much that we don't know. And we're recording this November twenty third. The season starts in less than a month. It's uh, it's it's almost jarring when you think about it in those terms, and I think it has to be for teams. And as you and I were, we're talking like we do, you know, as we're preparing for the podcast, we don't really fill each other in on what we're going to talk about. But you always say, "What, what, what if we talk about this? What if we talk about what we don't know?" I said, "That's weird because we know so much. We're used to telling the world about all the things we do know. Like that's usually the podcast that and airing our grievances." And you had a great. Great rant last week, by the way. People need to go back and and check that out. But we also sometimes have to look and say, what is it that we don't know? And I thought about this, Noah. We don't know the impact that rookies are going to have on their teams. Think about how difficult it's going to be for a rookie. You just get drafted. Maybe you even get traded on draft night. That whole thing is, is wild. You're You're doing it remotely as you're sitting with friends and family, oftentimes too many. I'd make a case for too much exposure even in that situation. But then, okay, now you're off to go deal with your team, the workout program that you're going to be on, that you are now part of this collective group, and it's what role are you going to play, understanding what a coach is looking for, getting to know your teammates, building chemistry in that regard, and then, of course, all the things related to the playbook and understanding what kind of plays you run, what sets you run, um, what the terminology is for the baseline out of bounds, sideline out of bounds. There is so much to take in as an NBA player. And I, I've talked to coaches who say the one thing people don't realize about NBA players is how smart they are and how much information they have to absorb and, and take in and, and really process. And so I'm thinking about all the guys that we think in a normal year could really be impactful and make a difference maybe it's like a james wiseman at golden state we expect to start at the five day one think about how difficult it's going to be he hasn't played a game in a year noah and now all of a sudden he's being asked to be a part of leading the resurgence for a for a golden state warriors team 
Um, LaMelo Ball is supposed to be the savior in, in Charlotte and now playing alongside Gordon Hayward's a new piece. You got to get to know your teammates, all that kind of stuff. How much are coaches going to trust these guys with the ball in their hands to make decisions? And normally, again, draft happens late June. And then think about the months that go by as you get to know your team, you get to know the coaching staff, the front office, all of that. And by the way, I'll just leave it with this. If you are a first-round pick, you have a guaranteed contract. There's an investment in the team to see you succeed. This year, think about all the other needs the team's going to have over the next month to prepare for the season. The clock is ticking. And so unless you are a lottery pick, you are already starting way behind the eight ball. And it's got up to you almost to do your workouts and then also find a way in just that short period of time to impress the coaching staff. As I've told guys on that note in the league that you cannot be something that the team has to worry about. They cannot be worrying about where you are, when you're going to be here, and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. There's so much on their plates, as you mentioned, that you cannot be a headache. Something I'm thinking about that we don't know relates to COVID. We don't know what testing is going to be like. Mm -hmm. Are they going to be able to get it every single day, just like they were having it done in the bubble? It would be nice to be able to get that everywhere else in the country. And again, I think that's another public relations issue. I see lines in New York City at CityMD that are five hours long. I'm not kidding. Five hours. People are getting in line at 7.30 in the morning. Marissa Needham were up on the Upper East Side over the weekend. Mm -hmm. They saw a guy in line at 7.30 in the morning or asked him, hey, when did you get in line? It's at 7.30. Opens at 9. They saw him again at 12.30. He was still in line. Oh. Hours and hours and hours to get a test. And what are the health and safety protocols laid out for all these teams? And then how will that affect how players are practicing. And then on top of that, when they're at home or when they're on the road, are they going to be able to have dinner, go out? Does that even matter to them? It would certainly matter to us. Let me ask you this. What are your expectations? As a guy that knows players in the league, you know front office people, what are your expectations for some of these things to look like once play starts? My expectation is that the players themselves are not going to be the ones that are going to want to mess up. They don't want to get caught. So I think the teams will be doing everything above and beyond and scaring the living bejesus out of all of them that if you're the one who gets caught or you're the one who messes all of this up, that's it for you. Daniel House. No, he's the poster child, though, right? Like, he, he's the guy he that is. they're going to say, right, he's the guy that they're going to bring in as the example, right, for the other team meetings and stuff. But are that, things going to be run the same way they are in the NFL? The NFL, a, a, an entire facility shuts down on a Friday, and then all of a sudden, yep, we're good to go Sunday. Is it going to be run like that? Because the NBA has kind of been like the anti-NFL. They've been transparent, and, and that's what they pride themselves on. Two other things financially related that I was mm -hmm. thinking about with the Raptors going to Tampa. Right. So, and Fred Van Vliet getting that big contract. What are the tax implications the, personally for him with the tax implications? Because Florida doesn't have any state taxes. So 
if he's spending his time in Florida or all these Raptors, like they're getting, they're spending all their time in Florida. They, do they now not have to pay state taxes? Mm. Do they all mm. of a sudden end up with more money? How does it, how does it work if they're not performing their job in Canada? Just a question I have that I don't have an answer to, but something to think about. And also gambling. I don't know how anyone gambles on the NFL and college football this year because things are such a mess, especially college football, because all of a sudden 16 guys could be out for a game that you find (laughs) out. And then, but you don't know exactly who they are. It seems like a recipe for disaster. And in the NFL, the underdogs are 89 and 71 against the spread this year. The home and road teams, it's a split. It's, it's pretty much even, 79 and 81, pretty much split. Home favorites are 46 and 56. So the Sharps are winning. The public is getting hit because public oftentimes bets favorites. Sharps bet underdogs. So the so the, the Sharps are, are, are winning money. And so the casinos are doing well. How is this going to impact the NBA embracing gambling? Great question. That's a great question. Thanks, pal. Something I don't have any questions about is how you get ready for a workout. You're one of us. Built go. Take down one of those ounce and a half packages. You, you, you suck them right out of the package. Mm-hmm. Like those old, um, I guess old, but you know, they've been around for a long time. Those Justin's almond butters, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. don't have the protein caffeine, but I'm just talking about it. it's like a similar package. Um, but it's a bit skinnier with a little bit of a little nip at the top. Just sure. cut it off, suck it down, slurp away, and you're jacked up for your workout. It's wild. So about, no, it's wild. About, 40, and, and, about 45 and, minutes early, good to go. I, I'm telling you, as somebody who, who runs quite a bit, I found these have been the perfect, perfect pick-me-ups. Afternoon hits. My wife's been too busy to let me go and do a workout. I use the term let me. But here she is jamming away on the treadmill. And then all of a sudden here, I got the kids and getting lunch ready, all this stuff. Next thing you know, it's afternoon. You're, you're crashing. You know the feeling. You're crashing. Mm-hmm. I slurped down a built go. Now all of a sudden at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I can go for a run. And I feel like I could run for days. And I do. You should see my times. I'll show you sometime. I don't like to post that stuff on social media, but I'll, I'll show you. I'm pretty, pretty quick. No, I don't. I don't care. Are, are you running so. from? Are you running from something? Do we? Do you want to talk about it? I mean, we don't. We've been trying to keep these podcasts shorter. I, I don't think we have the time to go through. The Peanut issue. butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, chocolate, mint, collagen, protein. As we've told you before, it's what ad, it's what makes Adam look no more than a day over 44 and what keeps me looking so young except for this gray hair but it promotes hair and skin health collagen does joint soft tissues and not i'm not talking kleenex like soft joints and you know soft tissues Mm -hmm. and they've got Mm -hmm. that kick of caffeine so you get that boost and it's easy on the stomach bilco.com promo code locked l-o-c-k-e-d you'll get 20 percent off your next order Use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, 20% off at Bilko.com. Let's go. Coming up later in the week, going ISO edition, 
I'm not going to tell you who the guest is because we don't know who it is, but you can go back and listen to previous editions of the Going ISO edition here on Rejecting the Screen. Some of my favorites, and you can jump into. Mm -hmm. Reggie Theus mentioned that at the top. Amazing. Earl Watson. Amazing. Peter Vesey. Mm. Just three off the top of my head that are that you'll listen to. And you'll immediately, like during the episode, kind of like when I was reading Three Ring Circus, Jeff Perlman's book, I'm texting you. Like you'll be texting friends during an episode. Well, Jeff Perlman was another mm -hmm. one. When Jeff Perlman talked about Kobe early years was incredible. How about Adam Morrison told some, you want to stay on the Kobe mm -hmm. topic, told some incredible Kobe stories as well as some, some Phil Jackson stuff that was remarkable. I mean, you go on down the list, the, the legends, guys like Kenny Anderson talking about playing ball in, in New York City coming up. And, and even just recently, Alvin Williams, who talked about the Philly hoop scene and driving in what was the uh, what was the car Noah that uh, um, some hoopty yeah yeah he's some hoopty he's driving around looking for pickup games playing three on three with Rashid yeah. Wallace Tyrone Weeks uh, Jason Lawson I mean just incredible stuff that that uh, that we end up picking up on on the rejecting the screen podcast I got to tell you people have to listen to the going ISO editions there's so many good nuggets in these interviews two teams that we like how they've improved themselves, how they've gone about their business during free agency. I'm going to start with the Portland Trailblazers. Mm -hmm. And so the Trailblazers have been in the playoffs seven years in a row. They were one of the, the darlings of the bubble. And before the season started last year, we did those headlines for this upcoming season. And I said, how about we stop talking about the Blazers overachieving and just say that the Blazers are good. The, the Blazers, they're good. They're a good basketball team. Been in the playoffs seven years in a row. Tied for the second longest streak in, in the league. The Rockets, eight. Houston, seven. Here are the other teams, Adam, that have been in the playoffs four plus years in a row. This is it. So I mentioned Portland, Houston, Toronto. Utah, Milwaukee, OKC, Indiana, Boston. That's it. Hmm. Only Toronto's won a title. So for all of these, all the teams with playoff streaks, with long playoff streaks, with sustained playoff appearances only toronto has won a title you'd think the the lakers run would get would continue of course the warriors run got stopped and the spurs as well and here's what i like about portland they've got a lot of depth now robert covington provides a lot of a lot of help in a i don't he's not your prototypical three and d guy i never really liked that and i thought he was miscast in, in some parts but I like his length on the perimeter and he can knock down shots. Ennis Kanter is a backup center with Harry Giles there too, <laughs> who they had originally drafted and then traded for Zach Collins. And then Zach Collins comes back healthy and you've got Nurkic back healthy. Rodney Hood coming off the Achilles can only help. And Carmelo's back. So I, I love what, what they have it with oh and um and Derek Jones Jr., mm -hmm. who's a high flyer and again a lot of length on the perimeter. So I think they've transformed their team in in a way that sure they still can't sustain an injury to Damian Lillard or CJ McCollum, but not many teams can sustain an injury to one of their top two players. But I really do like the culture that they have in Portland. There's there's so much talk about heat culture. 
I think Portland culture gets left out far too much. It really is remarkable. And oftentimes it's because your stars have to lead by example. But it is, as you point out, and this is why I love this segment. I say this all the time. It's an executives league over and over and over again. The best executives in the NBA find ways to get their teams out of bad cap situations. They draft really well, and they always have a short-term and a long-term plan. And then think about how that it feels like they, the old proverbial, they're playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. And, and you look at who the top executives are, and you know who you're going to soon add to this list is Travis Schlenk from the Atlanta Hawks. And you look at this offseason, you already had your core of Trey Young, Kevin Herter, Cam Radish, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Bruno Fernando. You liked what they had in place, right? Now all of a sudden you add Clint Capella, Rajon Rondo, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Danilo Gallinari, Chris Dunn. You draft Onyeka Kongwu and Skylar Mays. Basically, what the Hawks did was say, hey, we have our star player in Trey Young who is going to be able to score and he's going to distribute. The guy averaged nearly 30 points a game and over nine assists a game last season. I mean, insane numbers. But he did it with a losing system and a losing culture. But now you start to get winning players in there. We talk about guys like DeAndre Hunter, obviously. But now you bring in an athletic front line. You start to bring in these veteran pieces like Rajon Rondo. You bring in Chris Dunn, Danilo Gallinari. Guys are going to be able to play defense and shoot the basketball. And both of those things change culture in the NBA. Because if you shoot, you space the floor offensively, and it makes things easier for everyone. And when you play defense, obviously, that changes the entire complexity of your team. And you now can start to compete with the big boys. And the Hawks are going to do that. I'm going to stay in the West. It's it's wild to think that the Lakers got better, but they did with Schroeder, Montrez Harrell, Marcus all the passing when when Gasol's gonna be on the floor with LeBron's gonna be great. And I really like Wes Matthews. So Wes Matthews last year, I was trying to see where he was with KCP who got so much love. So Wes Matthews was a 38% catch and shoot shooter. And 40% in wide open looks. KCP was 39% on catch and shoot and 41% in wide open looks. So a, a veteran shooter who's going to get wide open looks on that team is brilliant to add. So the Lakers, the Lakers and, and the Clippers to me are the are the clear favorites to win the title because I don't think in the in the East. Nobody got better to the point of they are the clear favorite to win the Eastern Conference. And just like we said last year going into the season that there wouldn't be a 60-win team, and we, we didn't say it was going to be because there was a pandemic and we weren't going to play enough games for a team to win 60, but we did say there wasn't going to be a 60-win team. I don't think this year there's going to be – so that equivalent would be winning 56 out of 72. I don't think we're going to see that either. Interesting. That that is interesting. Uh, one of those teams in the East that you're referring to are the Philadelphia 76ers. And a lot of talk about what they did. But when you dive into what it is they actually did, you have to be impressed. Because again, when you talk about it being ex- an executive's league, the immediate thought is 
most people look at a roster like the Sixers and say, well, they're in trouble. They're never going to be able to get rid of Al Horford's contract, Tobias Harris's contract. They have all this money tied up in Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. So Embiid or Simmons, one of them has to go, right? That, that's been all that we've been hearing. Which one goes? Which one goes? Daryl Morey comes in and looks at it like I would think you and I would look at it. You have two transcendent guys who can change the game. Awesome on the defensive end as well. Like, why would they be the pieces you want to remove? First of all, get rid of those big contracts. Well, they got rid of one of them. They got rid of Al Horford's contract. Dealing it for Danny Green, Terrence Ferguson. Obviously, there's some contractual stuff. I expect Danny Green is going to be on the on the team come the start of the season. So already you're adding defense and shooting, giving up this monstrous contract that was going to hold you back for years to come. But you're improving your team for this season. Then you know what the Sixers need because Ben Simmons can't shoot. You need to get shooters on the floor. Obviously, Josh Richardson wasn't the answer. So what do they do? They go and acquire Seth Curry. In the draft, they get Isaiah Joe from Arkansas, who's a catch-and-shoot guy. I talk about it all the time. He claps his hands looking for the ball constantly. But I love his confidence as a shooter. 6'5 guy, you can shoot it. Plus, you get Tyrese Maxey. You can play both guard spots, has a lot of moxie. And then, even in the late second round of the draft, you get Paul Reed, who's an athletic big, who could have found himself in the back end of the first round. So you add depth to that front line and you get yourself a little more athletic. So I love the fact that the Sixers understand what they are, and that's a team that's going to have to build around Simmons and Embiid. And the way to do it, just like it was during the Iverson era, and I've always felt like offensively and never did it, they didn't surround him with shooters. When you have somebody who can finish it the, in the lane like Ben Simmons can and who finds people so well, or you have someone who draws a double team and you've got that in Joel Embiid, you want to surround those guys with shooters. That's what the Sixers have done. Surrounded themselves with shooters and also got rid of Al Horford. All right, coming up, it's what we do here. A little bit of life. East meets West, locked on NBA Tuesdays. Wes Goldberg is the Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News, locked on Warriors host, and David Rammel, the host of Locked on Heat. They get into the biggest NBA stories of the day, coast to coast, kind of like us. Mm -hmm. East Coast, West Coast. So make sure you subscribe to Locked On NBA. It's the Locked On NBA podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, quick story time. We always give you a little bit about what's going on in our lives, sometimes past, mm -hmm. present, maybe the mm -hmm. future. Mm -hmm. So I'm up for a job that would be a life-altering job. It's a job that I've wanted since I was seven years old. Secretary I of can't. Defense. I did not get the call for Secretary of Defense. Okay. But I, I can't tell you who the job is with. Adam, of course, knows. If I get the job, I'll let you know. Mm -hmm. If I don't get the job, I'll also let you know. <laughs> and probably let you know a little bit more. <laughs> but this is what is, it, it's life-altering. So this is what is keeping me up at night. And when you wake up, in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom as most 38 year old men do around like three o'clock in the morning. And then you end up not being able to go back to sleep because you're thinking about this and what could change in your life, moving, etc. My mind during the day is 9,000 different places. So on the podcast, it's nice to be able to just focus on 
whatever we are talking about and not allow my mind to wander. So as always, I appreciate you. That's the little bit of life at this point. And maybe in a week or two, there'll be more to discuss. Well, before before we move on from this, because, you know, look, we distracted you for what 25 minutes or so. And then immediately you couldn't even last the whole podcast without thinking about this, this other thing. I, I would like, to, though, to take it back. What job in your past before you got it or didn't get it kept you up in this same form or fashion? The Washington Wizards TV play-by-play job last year. That process went on for a few months. And I was the runner-up for that job. So that had me thinking as school was getting closer to start and we'd have to move to D.C. and then cutoff dates are different. We didn't have to repeat a grade because that's how it works in New York with the school calendar versus other places to do it differently. Yeah, that's the one. I'm sorry to bring back uh, those memories. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> live in life. Uh, exactly. Look, we, we had the we had the draft this week. And so my mind wanders too. No, we're both the same way. We probably we we think too much, as anyone who listens to the podcast can probably we talk too much and we think too much, as anyone can attest to that that listens to us. It it made me think 2013, uh Noel was talking hmm. about being a lottery pick. I knew someone who knew him. And next thing you know, I was working at ESPN at the time. And this person said, hey, do you think you can uh, get Nerlens in there and maybe have him do an interview on one of the shows? So I start talking to some of the talent bookers and say, not only can I do that, we can bring him in for the day. He can go through the whole full ESPN car wash, right? Oh. So ESPN car wash for people who don't know what that phrase refers to. It's that there's so much programming going on during the day different radio outlets, um, the different sports centers being on at different times. Then you have, you know, your other shows, whether it's a specialty NBA show or NFL or college or what have you, that if you have a special guest, Sports Nation, when that was there in, in Bristol, mm-hmm. you have a special guest come through. They come through and just do one show after another. They, the talent booker sets up a whole schedule. So now you have a big guest that goes throughout the day. So the Neural and Noel one got me thinking about some of the other guests that we had that have come through. And it's funny because the athletes you work with at ESPN, oftentimes like they don't cause a big stir or a big buzz. You have like Jerry Rice that you'd work with all the time. People get used to seeing him. So he wouldn't be a big deal, but then all of a sudden like Donovan McNabb would come in or a Will Ferrell would come in. And now it's like Mm. a huge deal. Right. And so, and the talent folks will let you know, don't look these people in the eye. (laughs) You know, they give you that whole thing, but usually the, the, the the celebrities, the athletes, the stars that come in, they're they're usually nice people and they're being taken care of throughout the day. So I on another podcast, I can tell you about some of the uh, some of the guests. But but on this one in particular, I just wanted to say Snoop Dogg comes in. At the time, he's referring to himself as Snoop, Snoop Lion. OK, he went <laughs> through this phase where right. SNWP was with Snoop Lion. So he is promoting one of the FIFA soccer games. And the whole premise for the whole day was that from beginning to end, he was going to promote that at 5 p.m. 
Eastern time that day that uh, his appearance on Sports Nation, he was going to give away like five free copies or something of the new FIFA game that was coming out. Okay. So, hey, tune in. He's going to tell, he's going to reveal the winner. And it's all this. So it's a big buildup throughout the day. So he's going through, he's doing Sports Center in the morning. Somebody takes him outside to the field outside in, in Bristol and he's kicking the soccer ball. And it like, it's a whole thing and people are excited. He's getting followed around like he's the Pied Piper all throughout the day. He finally goes to do SVP in Rosillo. And I think right before he did SVP in Rosillo, he decided he needed to go to his van to go take a smoke break before he was like coming on, then does the show that way, as you do. There you go. So anyway, as the day's starting to get later, it's now like 3 o'clock, 3.30. He's just about done. He, he's had a long day, and he's through. So talent bookers come up to him. Hey, um, all right, Snoop, you have this one. You know, then we're going to Sports Nation. He's like, nah, I think I'm done. <laughs> like, No, you can't be done. We need you for this appearance. No, I think I'm done. So there's this back and forth that starts. Now imagine the panic, not just for this booker, but also the FIFA reps, the execs at ESPN. It's a huge deal for this whole activation with the promotion that they had. No, you have to be here. We need this thing. So now they start negotiating. What if we give you more money? What if we pay you more? All this. Snoop goes, literally pulls out his phone and goes, well, I already got paid for today. I'm good. Like, sees that it's in his phone. Whoa. This is the story. So, again, I, I should preface this and say this is alleged. I I, I was there, but but just to be safe for all legal purposes. Is, is, is Nerland's uh, Noel coming back into this? No, I just said he reminded me the car wash thing, the draft, that this is what I'm saying. My <laughs> mind wanders <laughs> off into another direction. I keep thinking Nerland's Noel's coming back no, into I know. this. Like, I know. The so Nerland's Noel part is, is great. That That's okay. it. <laughs> he ends up being part of a Drew Holiday draft day trade. Snoop, though, then turns, finally, they're going, please, Snoop, please. They start offering him more and more money to stay. Nope, nope. And then Snoop says the greatest line of all time. Listen, Snoop Dogg would have just left. Snoop Lion is telling you that he's leaving. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then he left then he left he didn't do it he never appeared on sports nation that day amazing moment in sports Beetle nation been pissed cowherd it was, was that was that cowherd, cowherd chris and thompson era cowherd uh, chris thompson era yeah so producers are more frustrated than the can we than the when folks. we when we tweet out this podcast can, can we tag cowherd and yeah, Ask we'll see if, if they true. remember. Yeah, oh, d- yeah. Let's do that too. Um, allegedly true. Good one. Good <laughs> one. A little bit of life. So you get here on rejecting the screen. Also get long form interviews every week with former players, coaches, media members, broadcasters. Sam Mitchell was great. Mm. Well, speaking of ESPN, Ryan Rosillo was great. He was great. He was great. As long as he's not giving out parenting advice and marriage advice, I'm good with Ryan. <laughs> that stuff drives me up a wall. You have like no idea does. what like it's like. Does it. Exactly. You have no exactly. idea what it's like to be a parent. 
And you can't say, well, I'd imagine it would be this way. I've been around a lot of parents. I've got parents. Come on. <laughs> Stop it. My parents been married a long time. I know what marriage is like. You don't. There, you there's don't. one thing. There's one thing worse, though. I will say there's one thing worse. And this is a challenge to all the people out there who are listening, who, who fall under this camp. The ones who say, I get it. I have a dog. No, stop it. Stop. Uh, Adam's on Twitter at Naismith Lives. I'm at Noah Kozlov, C-O-S-L-O-V. On Instagram at rejecting underscore the underscore screen. Everything else on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On NBA, as we mentioned, it's five days a week. All the national stories, unique angles. Hollinger and Duncan, you know John Hollinger and you know Nate Duncan, so you can listen to their podcast. Also, Locked On Fantasy Hoops with Josh Lloyd and your team every single day, all 30 teams every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We appreciate you listening. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends. It's a, it's a unique podcast. You don't get hoops and a little bit of life anywhere else. Mm-mm. But you do with us. Adam? Thanks, pal. You really are the best. And good luck with the job. <laughs>